Hello, listeners. You are listening to Law School in Brief with Lydia and Megan. <laughs> Lydia, this... you sound different. It's just vacation <laughs> getting to my head <laughs> in our After Dark episode. That's right. Listeners at home, couple fun facts. This is our After Dark Law School in Brief episode. <laughs> Lydia and I are having a virtual clinking of glasses yes. um, because it's 10.09 p.m. in Greensboro, North Carolina, meaning it's 9.09 in St. Louis, which is drink o'clock if you're keeping <laughs> up. <laughs> also, another fun night. fact, it's Lydia like- is really good at accents. So Ooh, I'll let the listeners be the judge. <laughs> I think we'll, yeah, maybe the listeners can be the judge, <laughs> but we thought we'd treat you. This is an extra special version of ourselves tonight. The rest of the podcast will be done in an accent. So buckle up and here we go. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep up. <laughs> oh. um, Buddy, haven't, it's been... haven't heard from you in weeks, my friend. Right. Did you think I died? Did you no, think I... No, no, no. No? Okay, good. No. I tried Keeping up with... Think that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that to took make... a dark turn. Yeah. It's after dark. It's the law school after dark. You're absolutely Should right. Should we just start over? I mean, with the accent and the weird jokes. Absolutely not. We have yet to start <laughs> an episode over. I We are not stopping at episode 45. What have you been doing since I last heard from you? Well, Lydia, if you must know, (laughs) your girl went on her very belated honeymoon. Aww, that's sweet. If you had told me five years ago that I would be on a honeymoon, I would have laughed at you. If -hmm. you had told me five years ago that I would be on a honeymoon in Gulf Shores, Alabama, I would have laughed even harder. (laughs) But it just so happens that I married into a rich family who has a condo on the beach. I'm just kidding. One of those things is true. That they're fabulously wealthy. That they're fabulously wealthy. I actually, yeah, no, I was. It's not owned. (laughs) (laughs) Kidding. No, but I was at, at uh, at the condo at the beach in Gulf Shores, Alabama, I've never been to Alabama. This was a real culture shock, even at the beach. Well, Baldwin County. So in Just Mercy, which is Brian Stevens's novel that I had to read last year before my, the beginning of my Mm -hmm. 1L, that takes place in Alabama. And in the book, he mentions that pretty much the only really deep blue pocket of Alabama is Baldwin County, which is where Gulf Shores is. Um, even despite that though, think Adam and I went there thinking, you know, we're just going to pretty much isolate ourselves in this condo and spend 50% of our time sleeping in the condo and then 50% of our time frolicking in the waves. Uh, And that's, I mean, it was great. That is, that is roughly what we did. But whenever we had to venture out into the greater Gulf Shores community, which is just, you know, it's very touristy, like it, Mm -hmm. It's a beach community. Um, n- nobody was wearing masks. I mean, it was like bizarre. Adam and I were walking around with our masks. And then I had a purse that had this huge tub of Clorox wipes and hand sanitizer. And anytime we had to go anywhere or touch anything, I was wiping things down with this. Like I was pulling out like an industrial size roll of Clorox wipes. People were looking at me like I was a crazy Yankee. <laughs> <laughs> but 
I don't think I have COVID. I will find out tomorrow. I did get tested. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I kind yeah. of feel that way sometimes in St. Louis. There's some people wearing masks, but there's a lot of people who aren't. And just like, you know, you know, I just want to live. It, right. <laughs> you would never think that masks would be such a divisive topic. And yet, however, I did actually get a notification because I am subscribed to the GOP's like mailing list, you know, just like to keep in tune with what's going on. And I like to keep in tune with what's going on on both sides of the aisle. Um, And Trump has finally wisened up and started making, uh, you know, MAGA masks. And I'm like, dude, you should have been doing this like months ago. You would have made so much money. Your campaign would have so much more money. But aside from that, on just like a public policy level, you could have probably saved like thousands of lives because your supporters yeah. follow you blindly. And if you said wear a mask, they would have bought them in every color your store had to offer. So I don't know what you were doing. Man, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. so you you would ask I, me where I'm I've waiting been. For my, I'm waiting for my Wash U mask. They said they were going to send us a little care package. With masks? Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. what's the, what's the Wash U um, mascot? A bear. Oh, it's a bear. Uh huh. Isn't How that cute? Original. Yes. <laughs> Not to be confused with like the Cal Berkeley bear or no, no, the bears. bears. I'm sure there's so many bears. A lot of bears. Oh, are you thinking like mascot? Are you going to make a pun there? No, but oh. now yes. <laughs> Should we just start over? I, no, like we're not starting this. over. Okay, you are so you like gotta let this. it go. Let okay. it go, buddy. Okay. We're we're in this now. <laughs> I also went on a little trip. Where'd you go? It was not a honeymoon. It was a humble camping trip because I do think that's so easy for social distancing. Yeah. And hip camp. I don't remember if I already talked about this on the podcast. Mm-mm. But I was just like this this website that's like Airbnb for camping, and. So even though I love state parks and public campsites, just like right now during COVID, it's awesome to be able to use this site. And like Billy and I went to this farm and it had, it was so great. It had pigs as pets, not for food. And it had some chickens and horses and stuff. And then like down the hill, there was like this creek area. And then there was camping right beside the creek. And there was like a little beach that was part of the creek. And oh. you could like kind of float down it because it was a little current. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like private camping. Um, and Billy had two friends who were like on a cross country road trip who called him up to be like, hey, I, we're passing through St. Louis. Like, can we come visit? And he was like, oh shit, no, like I'm out of town. And then we're like, wait, you should actually just come here. And then they did, they went two hours out of their way. Um, so shout out to Jane and AJ for just like driving two hours out of the way to like camp beside us, which was super distanced. And we like sat across from each other at the, um, fire pit and it was really cool. It was like the most social interaction I've had in months. Um, we could like swim apart from each other and eat apart from each other, but close by. But be together. Yeah. I think that was a high, just like an accidental like vacation trip and, we went hiking in a state park close by that was like, it was all right. Like, I don't know if I'll ever go back, but it was really pretty and it was quiet and it smelled nice in nature, you know? Yeah. 
those kind those kinds of like amenities and just excursions i feel like are so rare now that there's no way even like a, a state park that you might not otherwise go back to probably like the scent is even better and like yes. the views are even more grand yes definitely yeah i get that that's why gulf shores alabama was like whoa <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but also to be fair the sand is like white and very fine and mm -hmm. the the waves are just non-stop oh my god it was so great oh that's amazing take me back take me back to alabama <laughs> <laughs> things i never thought i'd say anyway um so the so was that your high your honeymoon well, okay, so that's like my own law school related high, but okay. I do have a law school related high. Okay. While I was on my honeymoon, I wasn't really checking my email, but I did get an email that caught my eye, so I had to open it up. Um, the email was letting me know that I have been selected or hired to be an academic fellow through the law school. Thank you, thank you. Yes. And the crowd yes. goes wild. <sighs> no, it um, it's a paid position, which is a huge perk, and it's a really part-time commitment. But it basically is just uh, acting as a tutor for incoming one Ls. Um, cool. Yeah, I mean, it. I used academic fellows a lot my first year, and my grades improved, and so I figured, why not apply? Um, and I guess it was just, you know, it's a little ego boost. When you get hired, you know, you yeah. kind of feel like, all right, I'm, I'm worth something. <laughs> they see something in me. Yeah. Um, so that would be my high. Do you have any any highs for the week? I think the, like, little vacation was a high. But mm. to follow your dichotomy of the more school-related high, my internship um, is wrapping up. But, and... Oh my gosh, I didn't think through this very well. The the summer long internship for the immigration law clinic has included several different like client projects, but immigration cases can span such a length of time that there was no expectation on my part that I would like get to see the end of a case. Ooh, and I yeah. I'm not setting that up to say, but I did get to see like I still I have not. But I did get to like finish up part of this case that was like then submitted to the court. There were several different components that I was involved in. And then it was like just sent off today. And I like reviewed what was sent to the court in this PDF. And um, I don't remember if I said this, and I feel like I've said this in a past episode where it's like, it kind of reminded me of like a law school application where you look at it and you're like, Oh, this is very clean and neat. And it's like a, some essays and some whatever materials, but you can't tell that it, how much effort was put behind it to look like such a perfect application. And these like immigration applications yep. are just like these very crafted, you spend so long doing them and like the forms need to be perfect. And like the materials need to, you know, say all the right things to get mm -hmm. past um, the immigration judges. So I just feel good about it so far. And obviously I, feel uh, strongly about my clients so that was like a, a high just to but, know that like I tried really hard <laughs> you know there's no guarantee for the cases but I was like okay at least I feel good about it and obviously because 
my supervisor is a very experienced immigration attorney that I felt like I, I could feel that level of confidence because she looked over my work, not because I know what I'm doing. Right. You know? Right. Well, congratulations. That's a huge accomplishment. I'm very proud of you. Thanks. Did you, was the heading of what you submitted to the court, like all memo-y? Oh, was yeah. it all briefy? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's how you know it's real when it's in all caps and like spaced weird. <laughs> like there are I'm... all these different words on the front. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The students from the spring semester in the clinic had like started the draft and they had done all that formatting. So I didn't actually do that from scratch. Bless. You know, oh, I know, gosh. but I was like, ooh, opening up a draft on like, Yes. And I know someone who's going to be in the immigration clinic going forward. So I feel like I have to really leave things good. Yeah. You know? You're accountable for your work. Is like, essentially oh, what you're yeah, saying. I forgot that people would like see my work. People I know would be seeing my work and relying on me. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> never, never mind the person's immigration status that's on the line. <laughs> well, that that I care about more, but I guess there's all these like behind the scenes, like drafts and like mm. internal memos that, uh, but now I'm like, they need to be good. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I don't really think I have any lows that I can think of. I mean, I know it's been two weeks since we've talked to each other. So I know there's like a low in there somewhere. Um, maybe I'll throw in like, I've been kind of like looking for a car. Having access to my friend's car this summer has shown me <laughs> how mm. much better quarantine can be with a car accent uh, access. And it's like just really hard to just like get a good deal on a reliable used car. But that's fine. That's not even really low. It's just like an observation about the universe. Fair enough. And I imagine that going an entire summer with a car has like really kind of like put a certain taste in your mouth and you're like, man, going back to this life would not be the best. It has been amazing. I've tried to not use it that much, obviously, because it's not mine. And I just imagine like if I did have my own, I would be going, I would be not an environmentalist anymore. That's for sure. (laughs) It would change me. Yeah. (laughs) I, for the longest time, didn't have a car and I just biked everywhere. And then when I married into a car I was like why did I wait this long for this luxury I can arrive somewhere and not be sweaty like what is this world this is so good yeah. oh, groceries I mean it revolutionizes yeah. groceries right. yeah yeah, yeah exactly. oh, I feel you well you might not have any lows but I have I have some lows and some mess okay yeah what's up okay I'm gonna start with the low which is that recently I have really been feeling, you know, I think that we're all kind of going through our own like, you know, peaks and valleys of quarantine and feelings about it and like anxieties. Um, And lately I've been like kind of in this valley of missing out on networking opportunities because of COVID. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm remembering. So actually a year ago today, was the night before I started law school. Wow. It's like been an entire year. And I remember the first week of law school was all orientation and onboarding. And during that week, it was drilled into our soft, malleable, little know-nothing minds that we need to be networking throughout law school. You know, they said pretty much all jobs come from networking. 
Um, so if you're not doing that, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Well, it's really hard to network while you're also social distancing and quarantining. So I feel like all of these opportunities to make professional connections that were kind of like softly promised to me and like hardly expected of me um, haven't really come to fruition. And like everybody that I could be making connections with is doing exactly what I am in their free time, which is like binging Netflix on the couch. Um, rather than being at a networking event and meeting wonderful students such as myself. Uh, <laughs> and virtual networking, you know, like people have made many opportunities to do that, but it just yeah. isn't the same. Like everybody, I think to an extent, is just kind of an avatar on the computer. Mm. Like it's really hard to cut, to like show your personality and stand out as a person when you're staring at a screen. Yeah, I so, haven't attended any of our career services uh, virtual networking events, and I know I should, but it's very hard to motivate myself to do that. Yeah, yeah, and I'm feeling, I'm just, I, like, all of a sudden, I'm starting to feel the ticking of the clock, and I'm, like, looking at the calendar, and I'm already, like, like, I, I'm, I've been invited to weddings that are happening in two years, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, I'll be a lawyer then. Like that's yeah. Which is to say, like rolling that thought back a little bit, like I graduate December of next year. Like there's really no time to be wasted in the networking game, um, and it man, it feels like it's being wasted right now. Like it's just squandered um, because of the circumstances, which I understand are universally true for everybody, but it doesn't make the thought or the feeling really any like easier to swallow. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's interesting that that's your low. I, part of me is like, whew, I have an excuse <laughs> to not be going to them. But of course, the issue isn't enjoying being at networking events. The issue is getting a job. <laughs> exactly. So I understand what you're talking about. I guess I just keep thinking like it's, everything's just pushed back. Like all of our interviews seem to be happening over winter break now and so part of me is like okay I'm fine till winter break even though that's not true people have already begun applying to jobs for next summer but I haven't really only a couple <laughs> you've applied for jobs for next summer already um yes so there are a couple firms that have already started like collecting resumes for next summer but it's way fewer than what usually do this summer than what language am I speaking? It's way fewer <laughs> than the amount that usually does the summer on campus interviewing process because so, everything's remote. So how are you, how have you become privy to these opportunities? The career services office organizes these like rounds of on-campus interviews, which is shortened to OCI in law speak. And so there's like different, there's like summer one OCI, summer two OCI, winter break one, winter break two, that kind of, I don't know why they break it up just based on whatever firms like their timelines. And so I <laughs> applied, I hope no hiring people are listening to this, but I basically, <laughs> any of them that were just resume and transcript collections, I was like, click, 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 apply, 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 apply. That's done. I didn't write cover letters for any of them. I didn't do any any of the writing sample ones I did not apply to. So 
I haven't really put a lot of thought into it, but technically I have sent my resume in for several. And if they ask me for an interview, I'll do research then. But my thinking is like, there's no need for me to research this before I apply because I'm not going to get an interview. So, Well, also, if they're making the collection of data on applicants narrowed to just like their resume and their transcript, then it sounds like that's all you have. Like everybody's just doing that then, right? Right. Right. Yeah. But I, I guess if I were a hiring person, I would I would want to think that this person's applying because they actually would want to work here. And I'm like, I don't know if I'd want to work there. Like, let's talk about that once you actually give me an interview. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. You know, as desperate as it can feel to be a law student looking for an internship, you do have to remember that an interview is a conversation. <laughs> like, you're both trying to figure out if you would be a good fit for one another, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's I true. think it would be hard to find a law student that would turn down <laughs> an internship, um, especially given like the climate. But you know, it happens. Mm. I'm sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll have to start, and you just start putting more thought into it than what I've been doing. But I've structured my schedule for next semester to be to like kind of prepare for that, which I guess. We haven't even talked about the like theme for this week, which is like how we're preparing for this semester. Um, so listeners, that's what we'll be talking about. But I know you said you had like Lowe's and Mez. Oh. So I don't want to like jump into the topic yet. Okay. Well, yeah. I have plenty of Mez, but I'm going to limit it to just one because oh, okay. our data analytics on this podcast tell us that our most downloaded episode was the law school uh, organization episode. I think it was number six. <laughs> so we thought we would treat you all to an updated, more enlightened version of that episode. Um, but before we do that. And a more, uh, and a more like online school version of that because it's so different. Dang, nothing about what I was going to say has anything to do with being Oh, online. really? Okay, well, that's fine, because you can do your updated, like, actual organization, and I can talk about just being online. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> See how we're thinking well, on our feet? Yeah. See how we're thinking on our feet, future employers? Look at Lydia and I collaborate and strategize in real time. Look how flexible we are. <laughs> okay, so I already shared with you my low, which was feeling like I was missing out on professional networking opportunities. Um and I'm not even going to call this a meh because it's really just sort of like, it's just not a thing yet. Um, but I applied for an internship to work on um, a local county commissioner campaign. So our election cycle is coming up and and somebody who's running for county commissioner is hiring a campaign intern. Um, and I applied and I have an interview tomorrow. Hell Yeah. Yeah, um, so I'm pretty stoked on that. Uh, a little worried because I'm not sure what the time commitment looks like, and I'm taking four classes this upcoming trimester. Mm. But, you know, one of the big reasons I wanted to go to law school in a purple state was because I knew that I was going to be in law school during an election cycle. And I thought, wow, that could be really, really fun and interesting. So if I were to actually get this job, I would be helping elect uh, a Democratic county commissioner, um, which would unseat a Republican county commissioner right now. Um, and, I, you know, I would be just so interested to see what the inner workings of a campaign look like because I've never worked on one. What is a county commissioner? 
Lydia, I'm so glad you asked <laughs> um, because I'm probably going to be asked this question tomorrow. So, Ooh, yes. Right. So you should probably know what a county commissioner is, right? <laughs> okay. So from what I, from kind of like my understanding of a county commissioner, um, obviously every county has like an elected board of county commissioners, right? And most of them serve like a four-year term. Sometimes they serve two-year terms, but that, that differs by jurisdiction. Um, county commissioners help set county property tax rates, and then they kind of adjust this, the, the county's budget each year. So mm -hmm. they establish policies um, by adopting like resolutions and local ordinances and things like that. Um, anyway, in North Carolina, all counties use the city manager form of government, or sorry, the, the council manager form of government. Um, so you have the, you have this like council of county commissioners, and then you have this manager, and they work with, uh, like local, like county government, as well as like the sheriffs and things like that. I need to do a little more research that wow. that is like, basically what's going on. Um, yeah. Well, I see how in a lot of the things you listed, someone's political persuasion would make a big difference in right. their choices. Right. And so so the woman I'm interviewing with, um, her name is Carly Cook. You can probably look her up. Mm -hmm. uh, and she her one of her main platforms is that she wants to give more money to public education, um, which I'm all about. So yeah. Yeah, I, I I read her mission statement and I kind of like scoured her her website and I thought this is a person I would want to work for. So I, I I filled out, I sent her my cover letter, my resume. I was a little extra about it, so this is maybe like, I don't know, take this with a grain of salt. But I had heard through, I had heard about the internship through like a third party that kind of contacts the law school anytime there are internship opportunities. Okay. Um, and it it directed me to a Google form where I was to fill out like a couple questions and then you could attach, you could, this was a, a may, not a shall <laughs> um, situation. You could attach your resume and cover letter. So I did the Google form, but then I thought, I have no idea how many people are applying to this and really I have nothing to lose. So I'm just going to be bold and like email her directly. Mm. <laughs> um, so I like found her I, I figured out what her campaign's email address was and I sent all of the information I'd sent to the Google form directly to that inbox. And within 30 minutes, I saw that she'd viewed my LinkedIn profile. So nice. a bold move, but it might pay off. We'll see. Who knows? Maybe she's like, who is this crazy person? Like I gave you a Google link. Why didn't you just follow that? Why did you have to send this to me twice? Uh, because it was probably like a hidden test. Like Lydia. You sound so far away all of a sudden. Really? Yeah. Uh, maybe I turned my head. Can you hear me now? I'm getting real close to the microphone now. Really? Yeah. Listeners at home, I don't know if it's just me, but... Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, you're coming back. Loudly? What was that? Can I... <laughs> Should I speak louder? Scream. What about now? <laughs> You just kind of sound like you're like Alice in Wonderland, like shrunken down. Holy crap. What's happening? I don't know. Should we 
start the episode over? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so this is weird because I muted to like cough, and then I unmuted. But I don't usually do that. I just did it this time because that other time. <laughs> okay, you're you're back to normal volume. Really? Now. Okay. Yep. Huh. Okay, I, I won't mute again. I'll just cough um, well, on air next time. Yeah, just cough on air. We're going to be okay. <laughs> Everything's going to be okay. Um, well, I'm really excited about your potential internship. It, that would be paid as well. So you'd be like getting multiple paid gigs. Yes, multiple oh, paid oh. gigs, which just puts me one step closer to adopting the elderly pug that I've always dreamed of. <gasps> what a good idea. Oh, I have my eyes on a pug named Munchkin right now. Um, I would submit an application, but they're currently not accepting applications because of COVID. But I put in a very strongly worded email of interest. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll see. Internship equals Munchkin is how this goes. I'm rooting for this now on multiple levels. (laughs) Well, okay. Unless you had Mez or Lowe's. I just we... have I just have a quick update about like WashU, but it's a good segue to this online semester. Do tell, darling. In the past two weeks since we've recorded, a lot has happened here on campus. Um, <laughs> all the printers were removed from the law school building. Maybe what? they're just being serviced and repla- or replaced or something. Uh, but... That's just odd because we pay for money on the printers and, um, you know, I don't have a printer at home and so I was probably going to print off some stuff for class, but there's no printers. And we're still being charged for our normal fees, such as printing, such as like the student bar association fee that goes to like events on campus and stuff that we absolutely will not be doing this semester um we're still getting charged for the gym and like tuition was raised tuition was raised yeah it's very odd to me and my i don't know if this is true for everyone but like my the limit of the cost of living loan that you can take out so that doesn't go to tuition or fees that just goes to me to be able to like afford rent was Mm -hmm. decreased Mm. Um, so I have like less money to live on this year, but I'm spending like more time at home. I'm eating more food at home and (laughs) everything. And I'm spending more energy at home and stuff. So I'm just like, what is the deal? And we, certain students who've been asking for like technology stipends have been getting them, which is great, but there's nothing like advertised about like, Hey, if you're stuck at home and you don't, and you like need a new Wi-Fi router or like you need like some better technology, like a faster laptop or like noise canceling headphones because you're in a loud environment, anything like that. I don't know, it just, it hasn't been offered to us. And also WashU has not taken a stance against corporate immunity, which um, like different institutions, including a lot of universities have been trying to get so that they're not held liable for people who've, who contract COVID like, because of them reopening schools and such. Right. Um, So they have said that they won't make us sign liability waivers, if I'm remembering correctly, but that's still like, which is great, but they're still not really like taking a political stance. Wait, so, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, just like 
um, the People's Parity Project, which is a group I've mentioned before, and there's like a new chapter at WashU that we started this year. We have a whole list of, and the WashU like grad student union, we have a list of things that we would like the university to address, like making sure that all students are guaranteed healthcare, even if they don't come back to Missouri, making sure that like students have this technology stipend, like these kinds of things that the school absolutely can afford if they're going to raise tuition or ideally not raising tuition. We have this whole platform and we like emailed it to, we've been talking with like the deans and they say that they can't um, do anything about it. So then we like talked with the chancellor and the chancellor replied all to Ooh. this email Ooh. calling the platform beyond ridiculous he was <gasps> like i hope the deans deans like take care of this is beyond ridiculous not realizing that he had copied the like washington oh. grad union my so God. that's a bad look and then he tried to like backpedal 30 minutes later but we were like dude oops what like, a faux pas so um, I want to give a shout out to my classmate Ryan, who's like really been doing a lot of organizing and planned a meeting for us for tomorrow morning with Senator Josh Hawley's office. So I'll like report back about that. But oh, it was just one thing after another in these past two weeks. And then um, <clears throat> this might not be as sympathetic to a lot of listeners because I know a lot of schools don't pay for Quimby, but our school had been paying for our Quimby and then took it away. Mm. And we were like, why why would you take this away from us and then they gave it back to us so that was a very small win but it's a great thing i mean dang if you're gonna like if you're gonna raise tuition like (laughs) and like if we're gonna be online like we need it something if it's not quimby like give us one of the more expensive services like (laughs) something yeah so that's my update and Obviously, this podcast is not, um, you know, representative of the view or whatever people say when they're like, I'm speaking for myself and not for the right. organization. Yeah. These thoughts and opinions are my own. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is. Dang. I'm like really kind of disappointed in WashU. I don't oh, understand yeah. how you could justify yeah. raising and, tuition. And, getting, and we're getting graded on the curve. I don't know if you told, I've told you that, but. You did. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I mean. All of this, I'm like, all right. I'm perplexed. I know. I'm perplexed. Me too. Oh, man. that's That leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I'm sorry to hear that. No, take another swig because... Take another... Okay, I'm, I'm having another... And then, politics. <laughs> okay. I'm having a healthy gulp of my mm. Simpler Wines brand rosé. Pardon me. I wish I could make like a good slurping noise, but I don't think I can. <laughs> Oh, did you get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was so exaggerated. I like it like hit the back of my throat. So awkward. <laughs> I, I will not be doing that again. Gross. <laughs> All right. Well, well we, 35 minutes and we got a great catch up. And now we can dig into the heart of the topic. Right. And before we do that, uh, I know that I've said this already. The organization episode of the podcast is the most downloaded one so shout out to anybody who's here for that uh thank you for listening to all 35 minutes of us slurping wine and rambling about the establishment um i do want to give a shout out to my mentee mary who is starting law school tomorrow (laughs) wow 
Mary, we're glad you're here. And Mary did tell me that she liked the organization episode of the podcast. So this, <laughs> if you are here for organizational tips, know that Lydia and I have gone through what else, and we are here to give you uh, the tips that ended up working before it was just, we were kind of spitballing about what we thought would work, what we were trying out, but you know, we're a year into this and we've kind of, I think I'll only speak for myself. These thoughts and opinions are mine and mine only, but <laughs> <laughs> this is what works for me. And I think Lydia will be kind enough to share what works for her. Yeah. Um, I think I prepared more for this episode thinking about the like online class situation, but mm. I'll try to reflect back on, on the like general organization stuff. I think if you start, then I'll be able to piggyback off of you and then I can transition it to the online thing. But I'm glad that you actually reflected on your actual organization. <laughs> well, tips. I, I did the, the painstaking task of listening to last year's Ooh. episode which nice. hurts the ears. It's not an easy listen. <laughs> we were so young. What little we knew. I know. I know. Well, okay. So the way that I kind of formatted my thoughts about this were, um, I had, so, I, okay. So after listening to last year's episode, I realized a couple things. One, you, Lydia, are just more organized than I am and maybe always have been. <laughs> um, and two, I had no idea what I was doing last year, which is totally fine, flying blind by the seat of my pants, having fun, um, crying into my textbook very little. <laughs> um, that picks up, but, you know, that's for another episode. Um, so I, so I, I had written out some things that I learned not to do okay. during my, my first trimester of 1L. Um, so I'll just start, and Lydia, you can fill in. The first thing I said was under no circumstances should you be spending time recopying your notes. And I say this because I, during my first, my first, not semester, month of law school, would take handwritten notes in class and then come home and type them up so that I had them in mm. Evernote, which is um, an app that Lydia and I both used, which is great for some people, it didn't end up working out for me. Lydia, do you want to kind of explain what Evernote is? I think you'd probably do a better job. Yeah, it's kind of like how you might organize things into folders and subfolders on your desktop, except that Evernote can be accessed anywhere. Um, I think that's probably the easiest way to describe it. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was making the the horribly time-sucking mistake of t handwriting my notes and then coming home and then typing them up into Evernote so that I made sure to have like a backup copy of them, yeah. um, which is a complete waste of time because when I was recopying my notes, typing them up, I was just like listening to a podcast or to music. I wasn't actually thinking uh, about the material. Yeah. It was so, it was just mindless, yeah. um, which was great, but not effective. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so kind of to the same point, um, another thing you shouldn't do or that didn't work for me, I'll say that, didn't work for me, was taking pictures of the board um, or taking pictures of your notes and then uploading them to your computer because I found that I very rarely ever referred back to those photos um, and it rarely ever led to any kind of meaningful, like, uh, 
referral or mind jogging later. Like I never looked at one of those photos of the board and went, Oh yes, that's what that meant. Mm. <laughs> and that's if I, t- it, and that's if I even looked back at the photo, you know? Um, yeah. So that's, that's not, that's not. I took so many photos of the board. Never. Did it work for you? No, I never looked at them again. I'm agreeing with you 100%. <laughs> but it's just like the way that the, like when the professor like makes a good diagram, you're like, ooh, that is a good yeah. diagram. I got to I gotta throw that up on my grams. I got to get like 10 <laughs> likes off of this. Nobody yeah. is going to like it except for a law student because nobody has any idea what's going on. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad that you agree with me on that because I think that I started taking photos of the board because I saw other people doing it and I was like, Oh, they must know something. I don't <laughs> like, I gotta take a photo of this diagram. It, you yeah, know, it's like bad. taking a picture of like the sunset. Well, that's not even true. Sometimes those pictures come out. Right. But I don't know. I'm trying to think of something that like, you just never actually get a good picture of. And it's like not ever worth it. Like the moon, you're not going to get a good picture of the moon with your phone. Yes. So why? And you don't want to look at it ever. You just only want to look at the real moon. Yep. I don't, I'll stop. Like I think everyone. No, that is such a good analogy. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I'm like bowing down to you. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right. I have so many stupid pictures of the moon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the third thing was that taking notes on my laptop was not nearly as good as taking handwritten notes. Because when I was taking notes on my laptop, I was so set I was like dead set on getting every word out of my professor's mouth onto my computer when I wasn't digesting the information and I and I made that mistake my first trimester and when I switched to taking handwritten notes what I was writing became more meaningful and I have to say that I am now one of those believers that you know the act of writing something out really does make it solidify in your brain in a more meaningful way so well, Laptop let me notes. piece together this piece of advice with the first piece of advice. If you're handwriting your notes, but you're not then typing them into the computer, what kind of what are you using the computer for when you're studying? Are you making an outline from your handwritten mm. notes and typing up just like takeaways? Great, great question, Lydia. Mm. Um, and I will answer it for you, believe it or not, <laughs> right here and right now. So, okay, we are skipping ahead a little bit, but I will I will give you like my the total sum of all of my knowledge, which is how I keep all of my notes and study now. So here's my method. When I'm reading for class, I'm taking handwritten notes. When wow. I'm in class, I'm taking handwritten notes. Now. This feels a little bit risky because I'm always like, what if my house burns down to the ground and I lose all of these <laughs> notes? <laughs> yeah. So far that hasn't happened. And I'm just, you know, a wish and a prayer, hoping that that never happens. But what I will do is before the midterm, I will sit down at the computer and I will make my outline. And I have found that the act of making the outline is what does it for me. So, you know, I will pull up the syllabus for the class and I will make sure that I have notes for all of the themes and topics that are covered on the syllabus up until that point. And Mm -hmm. at that point, I will open up my notebook and I will call, I will at that point, I keep saying at that point, why? Thank you, wine. But (laughs) I will, I will type 
everything that I've handwritten. And in doing that, I'm jogging my memory. I'm like, I'm completely connecting the dots and I am able to see where my gaps in knowledge are. Because if I'm looking at the syllabus and it's like, you know, let's say like the, the actual legal definition of burglary. And I just have kind of like randomly scribbled notes or I put question marks, you know, I handwrite question marks at that point. I'm like, Oh dang, like I have to actually look up what the real legal definition of burglary is. Um, and I do that before the midterm and I do that again before the final. And then at the end I have, and this is where like in-person class and online class differ a little bit. Now that it's online and all of our exams are open note, I am not at all worried about how long my outline is because I just will have the longest outline in the world. I essentially just type up my entire handwritten notebook before the final and I have, and then I'll, you know, pull any like notes from the internet that I need, basically. And so that's how even I've, though we're doing online class, you're still going to be handwriting and then retyping, but later. Yes. That's what yes. I'm getting? Okay. Because the time like during the semester, like when you get home from class or when you're done with class, typing that up, that mindless time is actually a waste of time. Like there's like a precious time then but later on it's okay to do a little bit of mindless work yeah because I mean I'll just set aside one full day for creating the outline okay um and I do agree that this like online format changes a lot about like how you prepare for exams like being able to have a really long outline (laughs) is pretty crazy yeah I mean I remember one of my professors last year saying you know what I call a 10 page outline trash (laughs) it's like really okay how long should an outline be and he's like two pages but now a two-page outline would be trash you need like a 40-page outline because you're like as long as you understand it like you can't just like take an outline and not know anything about the class and go into the exam but it's like right i mean come on control f like i get that there's still going to be the hardcore people that are like you shouldn't need any outline for any exam it should all be in your head okay but control F is like almost the same amount of time that it takes to query your brain for a piece of information. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And also, you know, the practice of law is open book. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, me- I, I get the function of memorizing something for an exam, but in an online world, you don't have to do that. So I have found that for me taking, I mean, it takes so much more time, admittedly, to handwrite everything but it makes it stick in my brain. And, and it's like, I feel like the time that I'm spending handwriting, I get back later because I'm not having to like relearn that information again. Nice. Yeah. Um, okay. I have one more point. Okay. And it's about scheduling. Mm. And I know that I have harped on this in at least a half dozen episodes. (laughs) (laughs) So, one thing that I tried to do at the beginning of law school that I wasted a lot of time on was making a schedule for each day in an entire week ahead of time. So I would sit yeah. down on a Sunday and I would schedule out my whole week. And I have to tell you, I, I probably never even came close to, to sticking on that schedule. Um, I spent more time feeling guilty about not sticking to it than I did sticking to it. And then I would just get down on myself for not being the model law student that could stick to 
the 10 minute incremented daily schedule. Um, so rather than do that, what I found most helpful was work ahead by scheduling time out before it happens, or sorry, rather than working ahead, I would work backwards, Ooh. which sounds a little muddled. So for example, okay. like if I know, if I wake up tomorrow morning, let's say, and I'm like, okay, I know I have to get two chapters of reading done and I have 10 practice problems that I have to write out. I will wake up when I wake up and I will figure out how many hours in the day I'm going to need to kind of like complete this. And then I will create a rough to-do list for the day, which might have like four things on it. It might be read two chapters, do 10 practice problems, go on an hour long walk, call your mother, you know, <laughs> so I do this. And I'm just like, okay, no matter what, by the time I go to bed tonight, these four things have to get done. So if you have this really short to-do list, you can kind of work backwards from there. It's like, all right, well, if I have to be in bed by 10 p.m., what's the latest I could get started today and still get all of these things done? I like that. Right? And like making it so micro, but also like making the to-do list items just like exactly what needs to get done that day, I found made my life way more manageable. Um, looking ahead at the week scheduled in 10 minute increments is nothing short of overwhelming and anxiety inducing. And I don't yeah. recommend it to anyone. I, I kept wanting to try that method of yours and I couldn't even get myself to try it. I couldn't <laughs> get myself to like sit down and make it, but I did adopt one of your, one of your techniques. Oh, and I think this is relevant to being like at home and working remotely, but I bought a whiteboard and like stuck it to my wall with those like little uh, sticky things mm -hmm. and I'll just like I've got like the magnetic markers and I'll write out my to-do list for the day and then like erase things across them out when I'm done and then because um, part of my issue is like when I write a to-do list I might lose it <laughs> or, or your house I, might burn down you know, yeah, like that. <laughs> but but like the whiteboard thing is really good so I really like your like day-to-day idea and like there's going to be those long-term things that you're going to have to chip away at like a paper or something but mm -hmm. um something like google calendar or something might be better for that but that day-to-day -day thing just like a short list totally agree right well i actually like, and you have I, to be so graceful with yourself during mm -hmm. covid just like if you don't get through it like it's okay <laughs> yeah it's fine because yeah. everything it's like everything feels like so slow right now. I don't know how else to put it. Like it's hard for me, at least it's hard to feel any kind of momentum or excitement right now. Yeah. Um, and when I don't feel either of those things, getting things done is so hard. Like I have, I have to like way over caffeinate myself to get things done that I used to just be able to get done easily because I was getting all of my energy from interacting with other people and like being out yeah. in the world. Yeah. Now it's just like, blech, like everything just feels heavy and hard. Yeah. But Lydia, I actually, I took something that you had mentioned in episode six, our first organizational episode. Yeah. Um, and I implemented it right after we, we had that episode air. Um, and I still use it today. And that is the moment you get your syllabi, adding all of the due dates to the Google calendar. And you, <laughs> you had talked about like having six different Google calendars and kind of like toggling them on and off. Yeah. Like you had like 
local St. Louis events calendar, class schedule, due date schedule, like all these different things. I haven't, I didn't get that, that savvy with it, but knowing like what <laughs> is coming up and like having the option to look at your Google calendar and go, Oh dang, that paper is due in two weeks. Like I should probably schedule some time to, you know, work on it today or whatever in the next week. That was super helpful. So I yeah, highly I'll, recommend that. I'll probably be doing that that again, not with multiple calendars because my life is just me and my apartment. But yeah, I think it's good. I think the thing that I wouldn't do with it, I would keep the big due dates on there, but the like reading for every day of class ended up never being accurate because the professors would only get through a certain amount of material or get through more than they thought. And they would adjust their assignments pretty much at the end of every class. And it was very hard to keep up. And That's a so really good I only point. survived because <laughs> I've mentioned this multiple times that Ashlyn is an angel and sent our whole section or anyone who opted in, like at the end of the week, what the professors had actually said in class was due, like the what reading was due the next week. And I hope I can do that for myself this semester because <laughs> I'm not in the exact same classes as her. So sad. I but know. Um, that she had the discipline to sit down every Friday and like look through her notes where she had made notes of like what the professor said and just like typed it up in one word document. And then I would download her word document. And then when I finished reading, I would make it gray instead of black. And then I just had my one weekly to-do list up in that one word document. So I know I talked a lot about Trello and like Google Calendar and all of these things, but it turns out that this one word document and part of it was because <laughs> Ashlyn had made it for me. Like now that I'm on my own, we'll see, I might still opt for another system. You know, I kind of adapted to this because it was handed to me on the silver platter, but it was amazing um, to just see it all in one place. And like to see if you finish something, like what's if you can work ahead, what's coming up, but only in the next couple of days, you know, without overwhelming yourself by looking at all the stuff that's going to be due over the course of the semester. Yeah. So really like the, the heart of this is find yourself an Ashlyn. <laughs> yeah. But there's, you're not going to be able to, she's a one in a million. Oh yeah. 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 yeah that makes sense. <laughs> okay. One else aspire to find yourself an Ashlyn. <laughs> or to become the Ashlyn of your section and like get everyone's admiration like anything Ashlyn asks of me I'll do it you know yeah um man I had another thought crap what was it Mm. What were there any other things that you wanted to touch on because maybe that'll jog my memory (laughs) um I mean that was kind of like those were my big my big okay. things. Okay. Um, yeah. Handwrite your notes. Oh, you know what? I do have one more thing. One more thing, I promise. And that's okay. it. Um, I did make a note that I think that you should just take as long as you need to with the reading. You know, when you get to law school, or if you're in law school, you already know this. The reading is overwhelming. And 80% of the time, pretty boring. Um, so don't read until you fall asleep reading, read until you stop processing the material meaningfully. And at at which point just walk away because 
if you're reading and not processing the material meaningfully, you're oh, yeah. wasting precious time reading when you could be sleeping. <laughs> yeah. And when you sleep, you wake up with a fresh brain and you'll be able to read more effectively. So, you know, <laughs> this is like perhaps a controversial opinion. I, I think that, you know, you definitely should try to do as much reading as you can. And like, you know, Many, many episodes ago, I was I, I talked about a conversation I had with the dean of our law school where I asked him if he thought that it was ever acceptable not to do all the reading. Right. And then later I felt bad because I was like, of course, he has to say you have to do all the reading. Like you backed him into a corner. Yeah. That's like such yeah. a low shot. <laughs> unintentionally, unintentionally. I was truly just like naive asking him for his opinion. Um, but I do I do think that it's totally OK not to finish the reading. It's totally okay not to finish the reading because absolutely. You know what? I call bullshit on anyone who says they do it all. <laughs> I yeah. really do. Like you can do a lot of it, but there's no way you do all of it and you get it all because it's so much. Especially in the beginning when you're like having to look in your Black's Law dictionary at every other term because you have no idea what stare decisis is or what consideration means in the context of law. Like be easy on yourself. Yeah, I, I agree. I, um, okay. Several thoughts that, that did jog my, <laughs> very good. So, um, let me list them so that I don't forget anything. One is the curve. Two mm-hmm. is lose. And three is auditory learning. Okay. Number one, the curve. Um, I think that with this online setup, um, if you're at a school that has grading on the curve, you know your classmates are going to be cheating. Like, they just are. <laughs> and because that's such a high stakes game. And you know that, like, online learning isn't the best way of learning. And you know that, like, there's other better priorities for you, such as, like, maintaining your mental health during quarantine and, like, maintaining your physical health and being there for your friends. And so I think this is, if you're at a school with a curve and you organize and try to abolish it, but you can't, this is a good semester to quote, ride the curve. If you don't know what that means, it just means that the majority of the people are going to get that like middle grade at WashU. It's curved to a B plus, which sounds pretty good. And I know Elon is different and every school has a different thing that they average to. So with this strategy, you're just trying to be in the middle of the pack. So you're trying to be better than like 40% of your classmates and you'll still get the same grade as someone who put in like, who did like 70% better or better than 70% of your classmates. So that's what it means to ride the curve. You do significantly less work and get the same grade as someone who put in like a lot of work, but didn't quite make the cut to get an A. Yeah, welcome to hell kids. (laughs) Yeah, so like I would just say like, just if you're usually a really really ambitious person and that is like already freaking you out and school hasn't even started this is a pandemic like you can ride the curve that is like a strategy that you can take this semester and if you go into it with the mindset of like i'm just gonna do what i can then like that relaxed mindset is actually going to help you succeed in riding the curve because there's going to be so many people who freak out and burn out So like you're already, if you just commit to that mindset now, you will not get an A, but you will (laughs) 
be able to like survive with that average grade by the end of the semester and you know that's that's my 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 one thought and I know it's a pro curve thought but I'm just talking about an adaption to a situation that you can't control not how things should be okay number two was lose lose is um it's an acronym l-e-e-w-s legal essay exam writing system and if you've been on reddit you might have seen this it's something that like surfaces every once in a while and it's not in publication anymore (laughs) and there's probably other competitors to this system that are just as good but i bought this off of someone on ebay um before school started and it's all about the exam because just like megan was saying like how it's impossible to do all the reading you're not being tested on the reading so what you need to do before you even start class is know what an, a law school exam is like it's very different from your undergrad exams i cannot emphasize this more or agree and, with this more yeah and like if you know what the exam is going to be like it'll help you know how to take notes instead of like writing about all these cases and all this stuff like especially if you're writing the curve dude i'm like i'm touching the bridge of my nose i'm like I'm leaning over right now into the microphone. Like, just imagine me right now, okay? Like, if you can, you can do the bare minimum. I think I'm talking to myself. I think all the advice I'm giving right now is to myself right now. Actually, I'm just realizing that. But, but this is like all the organization stuff that I did last year. Like, I'm going to be very graceful with my past self. I know it was like a way of coping with anxiety because, like, I was hyper organized. And I didn't end up keeping up with any of that. I mean, I think if you want to listen to that episode and like do all the things I did, you should totally go for it because it feels productive and it feels like you're doing something, but you don't actually have to do all that stuff. Read, lose, listen to the program. The guy is really preachy and he's really repetitive, but by the end of it, you kind of feel like you know what you're doing. And that matters when you're walking into a law exam and a class. Um, So that's, Number two, and whether or not, like, you'll see the notes that that guy writes, the, the, like, way he does an outline and the way he, like, takes notes in class is that shortened version where you're not having to, like, type up all of your notes. Um, crap, what was the third one I was saying? Oh, auditory learning. Okay. So, um, I think it was, it's the Law School Toolbox podcast that talks about different learning styles and I listened to those before law school, but like I didn't really, I guess I thought I knew my learning style. I thought I was a really visual learner because I like doing art and, you know, I don't know. I'm a visual person. I like when I'm writing things out, I'll like copy and paste things in different orders. But just be open to the fact that you might have a different learning style than you think when it comes to like really dense material that you're not interested in. Yeah. So I have found that like, if I'm doing something with my hands while I'm listening to the textbook, I will be able to pay attention so, so, so much better than if I'm looking at it on the page. So I have this like, Um, And especially now that we're online, you're going to probably get like electronic access to your textbooks. If you can find a software that there's a lot of different softwares, like I know Microsoft Word will read things to you, but like, I don't know the format that your textbook will be in. Like, if you can get it read out loud to you, the robots to in these days are actually pretty good. 
Um, I have the Kurzweil software and the Ryan voice. <laughs> this is going to be He sounds great. I just like listening to this robot. <laughs> and um, I can be like making things. I can be cooking. I can be cleaning. I can whatever. And for some people, that would be hell. They wouldn't be able to like focus on either of their tasks. But for me, it's like much, much easier for me to pay attention I... when I'm. Yeah. I want you to send me this info. I don't think I ever got the name of the software. I always kind of like There's thought, so many different ones. Yeah. I can't yeah, I don't it. know why. I never thought to look into it, but that sounds so good. I so you had it's been telling checking me out. You had been saying that you were like walking around like doing chores, listening to this stuff, and I thought maybe I should try to do this too. And so I've I had found on audio uh, uh, sorry, rather on Audible. I um, had used like my monthly credit or whatever to buy different outlines for yes, courses. I listened to those that you sent me by Wash You Alone. Yeah, by the Wash You Alone. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it, you know, like obviously they don't speak directly to your textbook or to your professor, but just as like right. a content review while you're like out on a walk or like walking around your house or apartment. It's, it's really nice. And like, at the end of each section, he'll read aloud a problem. And then I would always like pause it and try to answer it myself in my head before I listened to the answer. And I found that to be really helpful. Yes, I really like those audio outlines for that. We should like tweet those. Um, Because I think they're only available on Audible, if I remember correctly. But this, this like this software, the downside is that it doesn't really have an app. And even using it in the browser on your phone is very glitchy. So, but if you have like Bluetooth headphones, um, you can have it playing on your laptop and like walk around listening to your Bluetooth headphones or on like out loud on a speaker if you don't have roommates or anything. It's perfection. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's something that I wanted to bring up just because with like online classes and reading at home and stuff, I've actually, my biggest priority now is not like getting organized like with binders. I'm not going to be using binders. I'm not going to be using like, I don't know what I'm going to be using for class, but I'm my, my main concern and focus right now is like finding some ongoing big project that I can be doing with my hands while I listen to everything just like at home for hours just like listening because I'm not going to be going to the library I'm not going to be doing like anything other than this so if I can be doing something like deriving meaning from what I'm doing with my hands so I have like a development in that area um that yeah maybe I maybe I will share it just because like I don't know if it's happening but I did find this like fixer upper house St. Louis has a lot of abandoned houses and um this one is like it's like 10 minutes from school and it's like right in front of a park and it's like totally the backyard is overgrown and it's water damaged and it's like really rough, but it's like incredibly cheap. Like I could buy it with cash and, and um, the bones, the bones. Yeah. I could, I could be listening. Like all I would have to do is set up a modem there and <laughs> just listen to stuff on my laptop while I just like destroy that place. It could, be, I just, it could be. I just. Cool. I feel. I feel the need to clarify because um, you didn't react to it at all when I was screaming the bones. I don't mean that there were literal human remains in the house. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, what you I mean like the bones of the house, right? The bones of the house are really good. Some really nice tiling detail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
For anyone listening, there's no bodies in the house. <laughs> My downside's littered with bones. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's like, it's so funny because like my, it's my biggest concern now is like, what will I be doing with my hands? Because I like in the last semester, I would do stuff around my apartment and it was enough. But now I'm like, if the whole semester is online, I don't know. So that's kind of a huge difference between this year and episode in that last episode where we were talking about organization because I am not concerned at all about like actually organizing things. Maybe, maybe partially is because like of this interest in relying a little bit more on the curve because I don't, there's, there's just no way to prevent cheating um, with graded online open book exams uh, that happen over a 24 hour period. Like collusion is incredibly easy. So um, I guess I've just already given up because like the school should have like, not done this they should have graded us not on a curve or not graded graded us and so yeah that's where i'm at i'm a little resentful and a little worried about it but kind of excited like if i actually do rehab an entire house that'd be pretty dope so sorry i had to step away from the mic for a moment i heard everything you said but harper was scratching at the door (gasps) harper it's been a while since harper's made an appearance she's here she's queer she's fabulous Yes. <clears throat> um, no, I, I, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, like, collusion would be way too easy. And I, so does Wash U not update their grading curve for upperclassmen, like 2Ls and 3Ls? Oh, I don't know. Maybe they do. I haven't I haven't even looked into it. Um, we don't cut people at the end of 1L. Like y'all fair say. enough, yeah. Elon, Elon does shift their grading curve um, once you have finished 1L. So... Okay, I think like nice. I think I think now it's at a B plus for us too. Hell yeah! Yeah, thank that's great. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like I'm like chomping at the bit for a B anymore. I'm like, okay, yeah, we're gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't even yeah. know if I'll use Evernote, man. I probably will, probably just in case like something happens to my computer. Yeah, I dropped Evernote after the first mm. trimester. Totally mm. dropped it. Um, didn't work for me. I love, I loved it while it was happening. I think that in my professional life, I will actually use it because mm-hmm. there is some cool functionality. Like you can upload photos of your own handwriting and yeah. it can like find words for you, which I think is so cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like the time consuming nature of it for me was too much. Ooh, I just thought of something you look at, you should look into. I forgot to ask my friend Tess about this, but I've seen her write on a iPad with a stylus Ooh. handwriting that converts to typed notes. Yeah, yeah, I've I, um, I've I've heard of this technology as well. Yeah, um, d- yeah. I mean, if I had an iPad, I think I would be doing that, but I don't. So okay. Yeah, and you know, I kind of blew blew the. Uh, the budget on my laptop. So <laughs> we're working with what we've got. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Well, man, I mean, I think maybe the takeaway for listeners is like all the stuff that Megan said, don't do, you should not do that stuff. I 100% agree with all of it, but mm-hmm. in terms of what you should do, it's an iterative process. Like do, you know, what seems like it would make sense to you even if you're overdoing it and it's a crutch just that's fine do what you need and you'll figure it out 
but you know, do if you can find lose on eBay, you should get it, or you can email me and give me an offer. I bought it for two hundred dollars, so I'm just putting that out there. Um, <laughs> it's an investment, but yeah. And if you've gotten this far in the podcast and you don't already, you should follow us on Twitter. Um, we're Law School N, as in Nancy, brief. Um, well, I think we're up to like 40 followers. So I know that oh some God. of y'all are out there are out there following us. Um, oh and you know, I don't want to create too much of a buzz yet, but we've been working on updating our logo a little bit. I have some big nice. dreams and hopes and plans that we will maybe have like some very modest merch made, perhaps stickers. And, you know, if you were to stumble across our Apple podcast page and just think to write us a review, perhaps I would send you a sticker that is not yet made that is just a dream in my head, but will one day maybe be a reality. So, wow. yeah, planting that seed. That <laughs> sounds like a contract to me. You know, for the right consideration, <laughs> I, <laughs> adequate consideration is required, but um, I will, I am willing and able to perform. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, wow, this has been, it is 11.30 p.m. It is like so it past is. my bedtime. I've had a can of wine. I'm feeling crazy. <laughs> I've enjoyed Law School and Brief After Dark. This is so fun. We should always yeah. record this late at night. <laughs> <laughs> let's see once the semester starts how we feel but it feels right for summer it feels you know? very good for summer Lydia it was so good to hear your voice yeah, I missed I you so it. talk to you soon alright buddy have a good rest of your night okay bye you listeners too. bye bye